Morning, Jeff. Morning. Thanks for joining us today. I mean, to be fair, we are at your house, so uh, thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better. But uh, yeah, fresh off a, a summer full of cycling, I thought we'd go for one last hurrah, have a chat whilst we were out there. So why not? I reckon you've done 4,000, 5,000 kilometres so far, excluding training this year. So what's another 200? Well, you've probably got more idea than me. I've, I've got no idea when it comes to the technical side, what, how you fix a, even a just minor difficulties <laughs> with a bike. Even a puncher, I, I really? take about 20 minutes you to do a puncher. So I'm... Just get on and start spinning your legs until you're told to stop. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, that seems like a sensible move. So, uh, well, let's see. Yeah, don the helmets and, uh, and get cracking. Let's go. Yeah, so fair to say, beautiful part of the world once you get over the hedges. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, Jeff Thomas, Palace legend. Now... I wouldn't say reborn, but now living a <laughs> yeah. very, very different life, going through all sorts of suffering, riding around everywhere. So what's the, uh, what's the story behind that? Well, I have to go all the way back to 2003. I was diagnosed with a form of leukemia and given just three months to live. And the, my first bit of sort of positivity was reading Lance Armstrong's book. Oh, wow. It's not about the bike. Yeah. And it was his cancer battle, and he just put me in a in a positive frame of mind for my battle. And uh, cut long story short, got to 2005, been told I went into remission, and you just want to start repaying the doctors and nurses who got you yeah. in this position. And a friend of mine who's a journalist said, well, "Why not take on the Tour Tour de France challenge and follow Lance's?" Uh, what he's done, you know, with his foundation, raised millions of dollars, and it all started from then. Wow, is that still a friend after uh, suggesting <laughs> you do something as crazy as that? Well, he's uh, he's still involved, actually. He's still, oh, wow. yeah, we've got close. He, he was Neil Ashton is a journalist. He was a journalist for the News of the World back then. Right now, he's gone on to work for Sky and the Times and various other publications. And he actually did the tour with me in 2005. Right, just the once? Just the once, he yeah. may. I think he's tempted to do it next year. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So there is a next year, for the tour at least. <laughs> there is a next year. Fantastic. And <laughs> Cure Leukemia, that's the charity um, that, that you work closely with and are the patron of. Uh, has it always been Cure Leukemia since, since 2004? What's the, well, the story what with the charity? The charity started in 2004, 2005, just as I was coming to the end of my treatment, went through a stem cell transplant. And Charlie Craddock, who, who saved my life really, he had a, a vision of sort of uniting the best people in the UK to work rather than work in isolation. Simple idea, that wasn't, I was surprised it wasn't being done. And so I started to really help him get that out, that message out there, yeah. that what we were doing. And he was seen as a maverick back then, right. because he wanted to change the system. And uh, he was lambasted from various different angles, but it is proven right. It's Fantastic. proven what we're doing, so we're Fantastic. doing it so well. I guess from, from someone without a medical background, which is definitely me, what, what are you doing that's different? What's the, you know, what's the process of cure leukemia? Well, he proved it in the Midlands in the first place. He came up from the Hammersmith in London to take over Birmingham. And he found out he had a, a population that was big enough to do trials by himself. Right. 
but he soon recognised that the population of Birmingham wasn't big enough to do clinical trials. So what he did was got Nottingham, uh, Stoke, Worcester, and a couple of other hospitals to unite their, their efforts. And all of a sudden it leveraged about 35 million pounds worth of free drugs into the system. Wow. Because the drug companies saw the opportunity uh, to give their products a chance in that uh, environment, that right. clinical environment again. So, and it, it proved that they could fast track the trials. Um, and that's where it all started. So really, I went back to Charlie, we were, we were doing various things. And I said, we're not really making an impact nationally. Right. So then they sent me off to uh, talk to various organizations, government, uh, different bigger charities, cancer research, and in the end, leukemia and lymphoma research listened to what I was doing and took me on board for three, three years to prove this program worked. And then all of a sudden it became a national program led by Charlie and his vision was being realized. And uh, today now, Cure Leukemia in charge of that program and it's leveraged over 300 million pounds worth of drugs into the system. Wow. Wow. That's what he's doing different to anybody else. Different and significant by the same. I'm funding clinical research nurses, which was the missing link right. in all this. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, I, I, our experience with the charity is very fresh. You know, we've only worked with them for, you know, 2021. Uh, what, what we do notice, though, is it's a very lean team with a very big impact what you do to have I think it's five full-time staff members of the charity right. means that everything that you do and yeah. everyone else does and there are thousands of people across the country that think very highly of the, the charity and want to get involved the, you know the money really does go directly to to where it's needed I am um, on the radio up this morning I was, I was listening and they were talking about 10 years to, to get through the cancer treatment backlog yeah because of COVID so I would imagine this year, or any year really, but it does feel like there's a heightened sense of urgency to you know, really accelerate the work that, that they're doing. Yeah, because it's always been patient-led. It was me and another guy, Graeme Silk, who started the campaign. Graeme was here because he went on a clinical trial, one of the most successful in the world. That, uh, he had exactly the same illness as me, same prognosis, three years at best for Graham. He couldn't find a match to have a stem cell transplant, which I did. That's why I'm still here. So he went on this trial and he's still here today. He didn't have to go through the trauma of all the treatment. And that's what the network is doing now. It's delivering on various different blood cancers. That opportunity and patients are a living proof of the work that's going on. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fantastic. And your involvement seems to, obviously it's been a, a long time, but um, as a poster boy is probably the wrong term, but the face <laughs> of it with the network and the background that you've got, do you, um, do you feel like the, 
the charity is now at the exposure level that it should be, or is it still needs more? I think it, we always need more because I, I did a, a, a talk for a pharmaceutical company last week and um, they asked, why do you keep coming and keep going and doing various things? We lost a very good friend in Jeff Hill last, last week. He was a course, yeah. editor and uh, chief editor of the ITN News and a massive Palace fan and a, a great friend. And uh, he was waiting for a clinical trial and he was just never got in a position to get that trial because he was too ill. Wow. So while these stories like that and people who are desperate for answers, you know, we will endeavor to keep pushing and pushing harder. And because we believe we can eradicate blood cancer. It's not like a putting money in a bottomless pit. Science is, is, is proven that we can beat it. It's just a translation of all that science. Yeah. I think that's what I love as well. You know, the, the clue really is in the title with cure leukemia. You know, that's the mission statement right there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there aren't many uh, organizations that could, could describe themselves in two words. And, they, and it, it's, it's words, I mean, it's, uh, it's simple. And it was uh, to the credit of Charlie and Graham when they set up the charity, they came up with such a, a simple title because uh, anybody who's searching, as I'm, I'm aware, you know, when you're diagnosed with something, you start searching the internet and the first thing you put in is cure leukemia. Yeah. You know, and uh, there it is. And we've got so many success stories now that sits alongside the charity that um, that positive message that you, you're desperate to see, you find it pretty easily now. Yeah. So it's uh, times have changed. So much for the better, but we've still got an awful lot to do. For sure. I was fortunate enough when I was on the London to Paris with you, you know, the, the easy ride you <laughs> uh, to meet a few survivors of, of blood cancer. Yeah. Um, and the, the things that they had to say around the charity and the work that was done for them. And it's much like you, obviously, but you know, not necessarily with the platform. It's what can I give back? And what an amazing place to be able to come and give something back because the work just goes straight into the, the illness that they've overcome. And that, that's it, that's why I say we've always been patient focused because they've got the stories. And, you know, you see on the news every day, it's not, they don't want to listen to the, the science side of it because, you know, you, people have soon get bored of it. Everybody's yeah. got a cause. Yeah. But you listen to a patient and see what they've been through to get to where they are now is very emotive, yeah. but you need to back that up with success and that, that's what's happening. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. So this year was, was the Tour 21, and I think the rough stats were 25 amateur riders taking on three and a half thousand kilometers. So the full Tour de France, Yeah. no shortcuts, no easy ride, no e-bikes. No, just pedal power, not. blood, sweat, and probably plenty of tears. It was, yeah. How, uh, how was it? It was amazing. I mean, it's a challenge that I've taken on a number of times, but this year was uh, pretty special. We we set the target 
over a million pounds. It ended up just being 18 of us were 25 because of COVID. We're trying to, uh, although I'm trying to change gears here. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking. Oh, right. I can't speak and do things. We'll like put that down. The camera in Football the Football legend, cycling hero, <laughs> can't multitask. No, and then we, we had 18 people take part. And for me, it, it is a grueling challenge. I, I, I put it up uh, against like climbing Everest. It's an experience you need to train hard for it. You need to mentally prepare for it and then to watch people go through it, taking that challenge every day and then some of the days are obviously, I think the word that was often used was brutal. Yeah. You know, you've got some stages that are so much climbing. Mountains like the Bontu, I think the, one of my uh, biggest challenges was going up the Glibe in 2005. I think that may be on the calendar for next year. So oh, really? there's always something out there that uh, yeah. is well, going to really test you. And we, uh, we were the guys that sponsored the stage, the Von 2 stage. And we had a, an option of what to choose. And I don't know, the sadist in me said, what's the toughest? Because that's the one they're going to remember me for. Yeah. But, I can't imagine you probably saw the advertising boards. It was probably looking six foot in front of you at the tarmac for two hours at a time. It was, uh, yeah, it's a day that I don't think anybody will forget. <laughs> oh, fantastic. You, you, you come out of uh, the woods and the forest with about 6K to go and it becomes, it's like on a different planet. It's like coming out on the moon. Right. Well, I think the moon, it doesn't have much of an atmosphere. It, <laughs> it hasn't got a strong wind. and got a headwind though. But it, uh, the, the wind was blowing about 40 miles an hour. Oh, wow. And uh, it was just, no, it was tough. It was tough. So 18 riders completing it to raise a million pounds. I mean, that was a, that's a serious milestone for, for just about anyone, really. Yeah. But I think a leap forward as well this year over previous years in the numbers that were raised. Yeah, yeah, massively so because, and also we've had COVID to contend with as well. And yeah. the charity was were brave in many ways of, of, of keeping the, the options open of doing the challenge because there was a lot of pressure on uh, riders wanting to know if it was on, if it was off. But it was only two weeks before we got the green light wow. with the French sort of lifting restrictions. Was there a part of you hoping that you might dodge it for another year? <laughs> getting another 12 months of training? To be honest, I trained probably harder than I'd, I'd ever done for this year, thinking it was my last one. Yeah. Well, that was the uh, that was the word on the street, wasn't it? That it was the last one. But, um, you know, I, I guess I'll put my hand up and apologise for potentially bringing you out of retirement again, um, because you are doing 2022. We yes. are doing. We are doing 2022. Yes, we are. Fantastic. And I haven't released the route, but I'm told that there's never an easy tour. Um, I'll be lobbying for it to just do a few laps yeah. of the Netherlands instead. Nice sure. and flat. A few windmills. Yeah. I but. mean, we're starting in Copenhagen, and I think the first three days are, are going to be okay, to be honest. Fantastic. And then I think because of Copenhagen, I think we've got a rest day early. <laughs> when you don't yeah. really need one. <laughs> when you don't really need one, but right. uh, yeah. And then they'll make up for the uh, for the easy run. I'm sure they'll make up for it. I'm sure that's a, the danger. Yeah. So October the 14th, the route announced, the team announced, you'll be part of that. 
I mean, I do feel a little bit evil, a little bit good about myself bringing you out of, of retirement to get <laughs> well, it done. But I, I don't think you would have retired anyway. I mean, this is... To be honest as well, I, I would have done. Without doubt, I would have done. <laughs> but uh, there's some exciting times ahead. And I think, yes, we had a discussion. There's reasons why I'm doing it again after a discussion I had with you. But uh, there are other reasons why I want to do it again next year. Yeah. We're on the, we're on the cusp of doing some amazing work with the charity. And, uh, it'd be great to be a part of that, for Fantastic. sure. I think you'll always be a part of that. <laughs> that. I didn't necessarily think you'd have had to, to put yourself through it again, but I'm glad you're there. It's from everyone I've spoken to that did it this year. Yeah. They said it's easily the best thing they've ever done. These guys have you know, lived some interesting lives, but they've also said it's the hardest thing they've done. So to have someone like you there, it's like me up the hills. What they all said was life changing as well. Wow. You know, like. I said earlier, that's my thing now. Oh, my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite Von too, but it was yeah. Stephen and I was Big expecting. Big ring! Big ring! <laughs> no, uh, it's just watching everybody put themselves through it. What we say at a charity, we really don't want people to be touched by the illness. Right. To get involved. You know, just do an event with us. Yeah. Enjoy it. And the byproduct of that is everybody has a good time, but the main thing is raising money for a great cause. Yeah. Well, the London to Paris was a very different experience <laughs> to, the, to the tour. What a great, what a great event that was. So well organised, and for anyone that likes a cycle, to be able to get in a peloton and not have to stop for roundabouts, oh, it's for amazing, crossroads. French drivers would sooner bury their car in a hedge than <laughs> hold up the flow of any cyclist, which is quite the opposite of what we tend to find in the UK. Um, what a fantastic event. Well, that event has uh, been going on for numerous years and uh, it's been described in various things, but I think the best way is summing it up was a friend of mine who said it was like a four day stag party on a bike. Yeah. Um, and it is that you've got <laughs> different speed groups and sometimes you, you you made the wrong decision by deciding to go in a fast group after maybe a few too many points the night before. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that, that blows away the cobwebs quite like <laughs> 70k downhill in a peloton <laughs> when you don't really feel like you're up to it. But uh, yeah, and I think this year was obviously a lot smaller for that. We only had about 100 people on the ride. Yeah. But next year, it's opened up for, for even more. Is that right? Yeah, we're probably looking to about 200 people next year. Wow. I mean, we, we could, I think with the response that we're getting from, we couldn't even go bigger, but it's a bit, the bit of magic is getting people to all bond together. Yeah. So sometimes you try to get that. I've done it on a corporate event with where we had about 450 take part. Wow. It's a lot of strangers with that. Whereas I think with certainly yeah. this year, you know, everyone I'd spoken to over the course of the yeah. days and Get to know everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So I could, can see why you want to keep that because that really was a big element of it. And to start off with, you know, 99 strangers really on day one. Yeah. To end up with an awful lot of friends at the end of it. You know, we're a few weeks past it now and the bands are going on on Strava. It's, 
still pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely got some training groups together for that as well, so. And that's what it's like with the tour. You know, you, you're together with 21 days cycling and you, you're watching everybody. Most of the people just have a bad day. Yeah. And then you rely on your, your teammates. <clears throat> and I said before the event itself, we're individuals at the moment. We've become a very close team. But I think we, we went past that with the tour this year. We became a family by the end of it. Right. Everybody was really looking after each other. There was personal stories away from the, the tour itself that really came to the fore. And it meant an awful lot to everybody, I think. The, um, the tour this year was um, probably much more heavily media covered than previous ones with uh, yeah. the US TV channel getting involved. Yeah. Did that change the, the dynamic at all or has that changed the, the sort of the, I think the it, aftermath of it? The aftermath is it's world renowned now. ASO who put the tour on was so delighted with the event. You know, and that's credit to Joe, that's the charity really. Because they are guidelines with their their logo, yes. where to use it, where not to use it. And with what we did this year, I think next year is going to be bigger and better. Wow. Because their support is going to be greater. And I think we've already extended that partnership after what we did last year. And we've already mentioned Neil Ashton, who did the tour with me and follow me story from day one. He was a big part in bringing all the media to it. His connections with NBC and Eurosport. You know, so we, we've got people from America applying to do it on the back of that next year. So, yeah, wow. I just can see that, this event growing and growing. That's a big step, isn't it? Taking it step. international then. Fantastic. Well, uh, next well, left. As well as uh, me making a rod for your back, you, you kind of made a rod for mine because I had a, an expectation that my my charity raise commitment would be 50 grand. Now that wasn't enough to bring you out of retirement. No, it wasn't. And well. it was a pretty swift bidding war <laughs> to get to, from that to the number that we ended on and shook on. Um, so I've got a hundred thousand pound target. Fundraising starts the moment this video goes out, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I've already been pleading with, uh, with friends and family. And also I think illustrating that it's not your normal event. This isn't a, a marathon you know this is a marathon every day for 20 days this is uh yeah. something big so i guess this is my plea to the to the audience of this to follow the link that's invariably going to be at the bottom of this and please uh please give what you can because my training has started it's going to be about eight months of well just lonely evenings on a bike yeah either indoors or out and uh yeah we'll, we'll see where it goes but yeah thanks for uh stitching me up a little <laughs> and getting us to that level. Hey. We've got the content yeah. with a bin man now. Let's have a... Oh, he's letting us go. Oh, he's... What a guy. No, but I think the event is like an iconic event. Yeah. You know, everybody, even if you're not running a bike before, you know how cruel in the Tour de France is. People ski. And they know how tough, uh, how tough them climbs are going up in a car. Yeah. Yeah, so 
yeah, I think that, that's where you get gain the support and they'll see what you're going to be doing to uh, take on the challenge by committing so many hours training as well. You can't just rock up no. and do this. It's, uh, it's a painful experience, but it's, an, it's like anything in life. That line between pain and the thrill of doing something is so close together. Right. And that's what you experience when you're doing any mountain. Just getting to the top of every mountain is the story in itself. Let's just hope it's not Ventu twice again. <laughs> that would be cruel. That would be, wouldn't that it? That would be cruel. Wow. I have to say, if this is the last day of summer or the last few days of summer, I feel less short-changed about it all because, uh, I mean, July and August were, were rubbish, weren't they? But they were. This last few weeks has been amazing. Right, another what, 100, 120k and we'll call it a, call it a yeah, day? We'll call it a day then, yeah. shall we? Fantastic. We'll have a coffee then, shall yeah, we? Yeah, I think we'll have earned one by then. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. For that. Yeah, thank you for uh, for coming out, agreeing to uh, to spin the legs again. The last thing you wanted to do probably was pick up and get on the bike. But, uh, well, you're back on it now, so. No, the thing is, people think I'm a cyclist. I always claim I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying that for a minute. But I love doing what it does. Cycling brings people together from all different walks of life. And just watching them do a challenge is just what inspires me. Yeah. And like I keep saying, the end game is raising a substantial amount of funds for uh, amazing people who can make a difference to so many people's lives. So that's what it's all about. So I'll turn it round as we finish. Thank you for taking part. <laughs> yeah, thank you for um, committing to raising such an amazing amount. Yeah. You know, we aim to go past, to pass that million pound target next year. Yeah. We don't want to stand still as a charity. We always want to keep moving forward. Yeah. So, absolutely. Upping that figure is well, uh, going to be a part of it. Absolutely. You know, this is, uh, I'll be dragging people along as well uh, with, with that number. So, now uh, from, from, our, from Hamilton Court's perspective, we're just chuffed to be alongside pure leukemia um it's always nice to be involved with the charity but i don't think many people get to be this involved and be this up close and personal so uh you know we're, we're really happy well, you've got it. no choice when there's only a small team yeah doing amazing things that you become part of that team yeah absolutely mm -hmm.